Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. We'll gain the thoughts of our next guest who is held in high esteem throughout the history of the Melbourne Football Club and played 228 games for the Demons, including their last grand final, which occurred 20 years ago this month. I speak of Russell Robertson, and he's been kind enough to give us his time and join us on the line. How are you, Robbo? 20 years, God. Where did that, <laughs> Too long. Where did that go, mate? <laughs> it moved fast, but uh, no, you're right, mate. Everything you said then was spot. I think... Um, you know, it, it, it was a great game to watch, actually, first and foremost. You know, the, the goal scoring was really good. You know, <laughs> we're watching some some boring football at times, mm. and even the great teams, you know, it's getting really low. You know, Richmond and Geelong, you know, you think it's going to be an amazing game, but it becomes a bit of a lockdown. So, you know, free for last night, it was good to watch. Absolutely. I must ask, firstly, how is your heart rate at the moment? Those last 33 <laughs> seconds must have seemed like an eternity when I think Brett Daniels kicked that last goal. You thought maybe they oh. might steal it. I was on the edge of my seat, mate, to be honest, and I think a lot of Melbourne supporters were, uh, fighting the fist and just hoping for the best. They played it well. Um, you know, it's tough in those situations, I can remember back, where you, you are trying to hold a lead and you know you've got a sort of... You've, you've got some um, processes, I suppose, to you know you need to slot into and you know, your forwards roll back, all that stuff, and, and you hope that you can just execute and... Um, you know, GWS made the, the, you know, the heart beat twice as fast with that goal and, and we were able to sort of hold on, which was good. But look, you know, it, it, it kind of also bittersweet. The last three weeks uh, for the Melbourne supporters have just been, you know, up and down again. And, and we've, mm. we've unfortunately left this fate of football for us in finals. It's out of our hands, it's in others, and it just shouldn't be. So... Look, really disappointing football over the last three weeks. If I was to put it all in a, you know, if I had to rate it all and, and, and hand over a report and say, Melbourne, here's your report, disappointing. Um, you know, you haven't uh, you haven't executed what you wanted to execute against the teams that you should have beaten. So that's, that's the, at the end of the day, if we don't make it, it's our own fault. This is the thing. The Melbourne are still trying to fight for that final spot. Do you think a win mm. such as this tonight may paper over the cracks? And do you think that's a fear of yours that... Perhaps the jubilation from tonight's victory might paper over those cracks over the last few weeks. Oh God, yeah. What I fear, <laughs> jubilation, is jubilation amongst all of us and the Melbourne players. Um, you know, we get happy, and you've got to say that we do. We've, we've got happy with some really strong wins over some really good teams this year. I, you know, cast my mind back. We beat Collingwood. That's a great win, and you can springboard from there and go right. We're a really good team and, and make heaps. A stride forward, big stride forward, and unfortunately we take a massive stride back and we lose against the 16th place side um, in Sydney. Um, you know, you, you can mm. beat Fremantle. They're a good side. They're okay. They're not bad at all. So, you know, it's not a massive loss. But the Sydney one was just so bitterly disappointing. For, I was for the playing group. Um, it's a strange season, mate. We don't... We're not playing regular football. It's, it's a different game at the moment. Um, we're away from home. We've got this COVID thing happening, so look, it's hard to, you know, <laughs> blame players for not being at their best all the time. I know that, but mm. um, look, at the end of the day, tonight, what I want from all our players and all our supporters everywhere is Melbourne people, don't get carried away with that. Don't get excited by that. Don't say anything. Just go, you know, it's another game. Yeah, we won. It's good to see some good players coming through. Talk about it for a little bit. 
let's move on to the next game and let's move on to the next thing. That's got to become the norm for us. Winning has just got to become the normal for the Melbourne people, players, club, supporters everywhere. We can't just go, yes, we're a good team. We've won. We've got some good talent coming through. No, no, no. Just keep your mouth shut. You know, good teams like, you know, your Collingwood's over the last few years, Geelong, Richmond. But winning is just part of it. And they don't get carried away with it. It's just what they do. And it needs to become what Melbourne does. Yeah, it's a fair point you make. We're speaking to one of Melbourne's great forwards, Russell Robertson. You must have looked on fondly, though, to see the number 24 for Melbourne in young Trent Rivers kicking his first two career goals in very crucial circumstances, including the sealer mm-hmm. plus an important late spoil. He did the red and blue number 24 proud, didn't he? <laughs> yes, very much so, mate. I'm keeping a keen eye on him. And I sent him a video at the start of his career when he first got drafted to say, you know, welcome to the club and... Glad you're wearing the number 24. I hope you do it proud. All those players that have worn it before us did it. and uh, It's your turn. And I think he took a massive step forward for himself tonight. He um, showed... And look, I've, I've been really impressed with his football this year as a first-year player. And he's just been steady off the halfback, which is what we need. Him in Salem, you know, using executing by foot um, is what we've needed. Um, there's been a lot of talk about the Melbourne Football Club needing some pace mm. coming out of the middle of the ground. Um, and look, we most clubs springboard their attacks from half-back these days. Uh, so we need those guys with a bit of pace, but also that steady head. He hasn't got a lot of pace, but my word, you know he's going to execute every single time. He's going to get the ball in his hands. He's not going to fumble. He's going to hit a target. And then he goes forward tonight and kicks a couple of goals. So I think a lot of Melbourne supporters everywhere will be sitting back going, well, we've found a player there. He's going to be a 10-year player for the Melbourne Football Club. And I'm extra especially happy because he's wearing the number 24 jersey, mate. Absolutely. Uh, you were renowned, Robbo, for your uncanny ability to kick opportunistic goals. How did you rate the check side of Christian Petrarca <laughs> after that one-handed pick-up near the boundary from 45 metres out? And how excited also are you of his ability going forward? He had 19 contested possessions tonight. He's elite with what he can do, absolutely. Um, there's not many like him uh, that have gone around for a long time that can do that sort of stuff. What I like, I actually rewound it and watched it again. As soon as it happened, I said, love, come and have a look at this. <laughs> I got that excited. Even she said, wow, that was that was pretty good, wasn't it? She said, that's a 35, 40 metre snap. They're not easy to do. They tend to float from that far back. You know, you, it's hard to keep a snap sort of rotating. Dusty mm. does it really well. I'm surprised about how Dusty does it. Every single time they can get a good curve on the ball from a long way back. Not many people can do that. Traka can do that because of the power of those quads, mate. He's the truck. He can just... <laughs> but even more impressive was the pickup. It was one hand, you know, clean touch. Well, it might have been two hands, but yeah. regularly at the moment, what he's doing, what I've liked about this season so far, he's got really clean hands. He looks to be a little bit more level-headed uh, with what he's doing. He's, he's matured a little bit, and we've really needed that from Christian because there's no denying his talent as soon as he came into the league. But it was always going to be about how he can handle that pressure of being in the limelight. You know, it is really tough. And I can put my hand up and say, it is a tough at times, you know, mm. when you get that attention from everybody else. Can you channel your, uh, your thoughts, uh, your, your positivity, your excitement into just playing consistent football? And I think he's done that this year. We're speaking with one of Melbourne's greats, Russell Robertson here on SEN. We mentioned before it was great to see a cracking high-quality game of footy in terms of disposal and scoring. Do you think Simon Goodwin can maintain that style of footy, which is different from their last few weeks, it must be said, and also different to what we've seen in the AFL in recent times? Do you think he'll maintain that style? I hope so. Look, it's a club-wide thing too. It's just not just a Simon Goodwin thing. 
I think as a playing group, uh, and look, I'm sort of I've worked for the club for the last you know seven, eight, nine years. Uh, obviously, I'm at a distance now. We all have to be at a distance. Um, I know this of the players; they love Goody. He'll be a coach for a while. It, if anything's going wrong, and there was a lot of noise yeah. last week, week before about Simon Goodwin, and I just thought, you know, it's just wrong. You know, people don't know. And what Simon's really good at is silencing that noise around him and just concentrating on what's going on. It's a club-wide thing, football. It's not just the coaches. It's not just the players. It's a a tough ecosystem that has to work and pull in the same direction all the time. And once you get all those, you know, chips in a row or whatever it is and you can start executing on the field and making sure your players are comfortable and, and can do what they're supposed to do. Execute, I think. I think it might have been Maisie said that after the game, actually. We all were just trying to execute our game plan, execute our own individual game plan. So I like hearing that from him, actually, because that makes a lot of sense. Mm. All the players do need to be able to execute, but they need to be given the opportunity to execute, given by the club, given by the board, you know, the executives, the, the, you know, the, the, the football staff, the trainers, and then, obviously, coaches and into the players as well. The great clubs, Geelong, Richmond, Hawthorne, over the last 10 years, They've shown, they've shown the way there. They've, they've proven that that's the way to do it. And we're all trying to catch up and, and do that as well. So that's where the Melbourne Football Club needs to get. Look, very tough this year with COVID. Um, haven't been able to do that as we'd like. The good clubs, you know, I don't know. Look, it's, it's strange, isn't it? So yeah. Brisbane's playing at home. Port Adelaide's playing at home. <laughs> you know, the Eagles are playing at home. It's been tough. But um, look, if it was a normal year, I would say, you need to get all your... You need to get your back office 100% tickety-boo and... You know, you'll be okay. So the point there is the noise about Simon Good from Simon Good from, from the media and our supporters, I think it was a bit wrong last week. I think you agree with me. It was just a bit over the top. And that's a knee-jerk reaction of disappointment from the Melbourne Football Club. Speaking with Russell Robertson here on SEN, just a few more before I let you go. You played on some of the game's greatest defenders. Did you have an appreciation of Melbourne's defence tonight, particularly in that last quarter, and the efforts of Stephen May, who you mentioned, and Jake Lever, who defended valiantly, I thought, against some of those high balls in the final term? Look, the big turnaround for us has been Maisie. I think he's... I don't know. He just seems to be a little bit more level-headed. He knows what he wants now. He's had a, he's had a sound body for a good you know, whack for a good, a good chunk of weeks. In fact, all year, I think he's been out there and, and been able to um, be that staunch last line of defence guy. And not much gets past him. I mean, that's what that's what he was born to do. He likes the game ahead of him, in front of him, so that he can uh, sort of stop things getting past him and then get the ball out of that area and get it to the players that he knows are going to be out there. Like Langdon, who I also thought was fantastic oh, tonight. He's so... Wasn't he good? He, he, he's just so... Um, well, he, obviously, he can run all day. He's uh, got a, a big engine... And he can get to the get to the eyes, get to the eyes of the defenders. I'm here, get it to me, and it just makes things happen. He isn't always clean. He isn't the best mark or anything like that. Like those great wingmen that are probably a six foot three these days. He's probably six foot in the old, um, but he mm. still makes it happen because of his legs. He can just run, run, run. But you're right. The back lines become a little bit more, I guess, uh, staunch. Lever, obviously, we know his talent. We know that he needs uh, a May. Uh, to hold those big guys so he can just float across the front. We're going to get that right down there. We're going to get a few extra to come in. Rivers is a great addition. Salem's down there. We know with a steady foot. Maybe one or two other guys will come into that back line and become one of the great back lines. That's what we need. And then, you know, Melbourne probably, just to finish that off, I think 
We need a bit of pace through our midfield. There's no secret there. Everybody's been talking about that. We've got some quality players through there. Some grunt, some real strong players. Oliver, you know, Petrarca goes in there fine. He's one of the hardest men you'll ever know. Um, and then we're going forward into a... Geez, can we can we give a um, a youth potion to David Neath and get him back out there again? Wouldn't that be great <laughs> to see him at full forward next to Sam Wiedemann? I'd love to see that. <laughs> oh, it would be brilliant to see Nita there. Just on that point, yeah. with GWS, they left their captain out of the side to make a statement. What were your mm, thoughts on mm. that? And would Neil Danaher have ever done that with David Neath back in the day? Yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, look, I haven't followed GWS as close as probably someone like yourself in the media. I'm obviously following the Melbourne Football Club. Um, His form hasn't been great, and they're probably a bit disappointed with that. It sends a message to the rest of the players, you need to be at your best. But it also sends another message, a little bit of stress. You know, you better perform or you're out. So it can go both ways, and I don't think it necessarily worked tonight because players like Jeremy Cameron, I didn't think he was that steady tonight. I didn't think he was that... You know, he's a quality player and he's been around for a long time. He didn't look like that tonight. I didn't think Toby Green played all that well tonight. His lofty standard, Heather Shaw, those leaders probably looked a little bit uneasy. So if you were to look at it and go, did it work? I would say probably not. But then GWS's form hasn't been that great. It's been a strange year for them. They haven't adapted well to this new situation. Uh, a few clubs haven't. And it's the clubs that have adapted to this living away from home. Richmond have got it right. They're playing, geez, they're playing some good football at the moment. Their players look happy, even though they've been through a little bit of stuff, yeah. you know, of late with a couple of their players. Geelong, they've looked really, really good. They've adapted really well. Great clubs, you know. They, they feel safe. They feel good. They want to play for their team. And they're, and they're playing, you know, good football because of it. So, hey, mate, we've got, uh, we've got to hope that a couple of teams... You know, look after us and get us into the finals and uh, give us a bit of a taste. Um, but unfortunately for us, mate, if I was to, uh, you know, give my summation of it all, we haven't left it in our hands. We lost a couple of games that we should have won. And I think you'll all agree out there. It's unfortunate. Mel Football Club have done that a lot. So tonight, you know, we look at that game and we go, great game, but don't get too carried away with it. Mel supporters, let's not talk about it too much. Just let it become something that we do. We win and we move on to the next game. And as I let you go, Robbo, were you a fan of Melbourne's Guernsey tonight? You would have worn a design like that back in the day. <laughs> uh, look, it's one of those fan fan jumpers. Obviously, we get the yeah. uh, the supporters and the, uh, the, the members on the Guernsey out there. I like that uh, that old logo. It's um, it's a bit retro, isn't it? But um, mm. you know, that's that's the the new age of uh, modern sport. You look at the NBA every single week. They've got a new Guernsey on. Yeah. What's that all about? I suppose people are just buying them like crazy. That's where they make a lot of money. Yeah. Um, uh, the AFL sort of following AFL's uh, American sports a lot. And we're doing the same there, I suppose. Um, I like that logo. Love our old Guernsey, mate. Our heritage, our history, yeah. our, our, our old historical jumper. I love that jumper. So, yeah, get back to that one, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Good on you, Robbo. Thanks for joining us. All the best and enjoy, if you can, the victory of Melbourne in terms of keeping it under wraps, so keeping a lid on it, but enjoy the win all the same. Thanks again for your time on SEN tonight.
Good on you, Damien, and to all the people out there. Stay safe, stay at home. Let's get this sorted so we can get back to some normality and get back to our MCG. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.